Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 176 of Nintendo Power Block. I want to wish everybody a happy new year, and if you're just joining us, this is Boss Rush Games Nintendo Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie Happy v. new, happy new Nintendo year, everybody. Yay! Uh, Ed, I didn't think we were going to come back this week, but we are, because we have a very special episode lined up today. Uh, yes. Look, we wanted to get this episode out before the next Nintendo Direct happened. That way, we don't get screwed. Let's 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 be honest. We 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 don't want to get screwed on having wrong confirmations, wrong rumors, all that kind of stuff. So, this is being recorded on January third of two thousand and twenty. Man, that's such a weird year to say. Twenty twenty is here. I'm just gonna go to Mega Man twenty XX. Sounds, sounds better that way we're covered for like another i don't know 99 years <laughs> yeah uh, 80 no that's wrong that's even wow that's even more wrong 79 years wow math is hard math is hard everybody uh anyways if you're just joining us welcome this is nintendo power block each week we talk about the world of nintendo and what we've been playing and the news and rumors and all that kind of stuff uh, we are a weekly podcast on BossRushGames.com. You can check us out there or on your podcast service of choice, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called today. I don't know. Changes every day. Uh, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and, uh, of course, our YouTube page at YouTube.com slash BossRushGames. Uh, you can also check out our main podcast, Boss Rush Podcast, hosted by Edward Varno. Uh, we're also joined by Jesse and Ray on that show, and... Uh, you know what, Ed? It's going to be an exciting year for for Boss Rush podcast as well. We've got yes, we've got a bunch of guests lined up to kick off the year. I'm I'm very excited. Some bigger names, some smaller names, some names you may not have heard of but should keep an eye on on the internet. So, uh, I'm very excited. We have six weeks in a row for guests. So yes, uh, it's going to be quite interesting. Uh, we're also launching two new shows this year including 1v1 which is our interview podcast and uh of course standard definition our retro nostalgia podcast uh we're also continuing the retro game show pod and play and uh, hit them hard which are our youtube let's play shows and then uh of course random let's plays and videos that will go up uh from time to time as well but yes uh, yeah, it's a it's a big year for us. I'm very very excited. We're gonna launch our Patreon later on this year. Uh, hopefully, you know people will uh, support us there as well. More details on that at a later date. Uh, and of course, you can find all of our content on BossRushGames.com and subscribe to all of our shows at BossRushGames.com/slash/subscribe. Uh, yeah, follow us on social media. It's all there. So, Ed. How how was how was your holiday? Uh, my holiday was good. Uh, I did get a little bit sick, so if you guys are hearing this, and I sound a little bit stuffy, uh, that's why. But uh, this is not had a really good. To sound sick, Ed. This is this is a, <laughs> this is gonna be a long one, folks. It it, it unexpectedly happened. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been getting some Switch games. Been played a lot of like, well, played some Xbox and PlayStation, but played a lot of Switch, like crazy, like jumping from one game to another. Because uh, our uh, backlog challenge has started, and so 
I've been making moves to get that ready. So um, just really, really been enjoying it. Looking forward to a lot of games that's coming on the list that we'll be talking about. Is particularly one definitely one game definitely coming in the next two weeks, and I cannot wait for it. Uh, hopefully. They have a physical version of it, uh, so I, I could get it and yeah, go right there. But everything else, yeah, I've been good. Been planning some things, uh, get a, a new actual opinion up ready, uh, and ready. So yeah, I've been really good. And my holiday was really, really great. Awesome. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been prepping some things. I uh, if you go on on my Twitter, or my Instagram, you can see that I. I've finally managed to hang a green screen that's worth using. Uh, of course, yes. you can't see it behind me now because it's it's Velcro. It's got some Velcro, so you won't be. I, I can hang it up and take it down as I need it. But also, Ed, uh, you audio listeners, just listen to Ed's reaction. Video listeners will be able to see what I'm about to show Ed. I went to uh, my parents' house over the holidays to, uh, uh-huh. and I grabbed some classic gaming stuff if you will so uh i'm i didn't grab certain things because i have the certain games on other consoles already so i can you know record some stuff but (laughs) got my gamecube here with the game way attachment at the bottle (laughs) yes and i found the disc remember when i told you yes yeah uh we had that discussion already but yes Oh, I'm so happy. I can't I really cannot wait to see so Game Boy Gates. Yes. <laughs> brought my Dreamcast home. Of course, a classic system. Can you believe that these this 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 box right here? This little white square box here. It's 21 years old this year. Wow. And then uh of course, uh, for you old school Nintendo Power Block fans. My, yes. my Wii U home. So, yes. Uh, I also you know what's... I also have a bunch of controllers. I have some Wii remotes and some classic controllers and regular controls. I have a whole bunch of crap in here. So it, it's it's so weird that the systems that people called a failure, a lot of people still want to play a lot of games and anyone who's buying retro stuff like that, they'd be like, which one should I get? Everybody would say, get a Dreamcast or get a GameCube and, or, and are, stuff like that. Those are, I still think the, the pre, I, I call it the pre-HD era. I still think that the GameCube and the Dreamcast are probably two of the top, if not the, the best kind of classic consoles. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would really call them retro consoles at this point and i know it's I like think, i know it's like i i think like where i cut off retro stuff uh for some reason like the n64 playstation era is like the cutoff for classic or for retro stuff i still think of like yeah everything that has a hd hdmi cable is like you know current whatever that's kind yes. of how i perceive it but like i still i still think of the gamecube as like a recent console you know like i i i kind of like how jerry paris said anything that's 10 years past falls into the realm of retro so that would mean the wii is a retro console i know 
Isn't that it, nuts, it's, though? It's it's weird. I, I think a lot of like I would give like Dreamcast our car retro because it's twenty years. Yeah, you know, for that hardware, uh, GameCube is probably reaching about about fifty or something like that, yeah. or a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, Wii U is still it's not retro. It's still about a console because. You can still do some other stuff on it. It uses the HD TVs as of, of of as of now, so it's still like a modern console. I think once 4K like really kicks in, uh, and becomes more common, then Wii U will become retro. Isn't that isn't that insane though? That you're gonna like, I know, I know we're like in the 4K kind of super powerful console with with uh-huh. Series X coming this year and PlayStation Five. And like you know, rumors of a Switch Pro, which we'll talk about later in this episode. But like, we're gonna get deep into that mega HD era where, like, look, I didn't think like, you know, when when we've been playing like God of War and Gears Five and Horizon this yes. year, like, I think those are f- amazing looking games, right? Those are some of the best games visually you can play right now, right? Yes. It's. I didn't think that the four, like the the next consoles, were going to be that big of a graphical jump. I thought it was going to be a lot of like things under the hood, like mathematical systems and you know, uh, uh, hard like different types of hard drives that'll prevent loading and that kind of thing. I thought that was going to be the step we were tra- taking, and like ray tracing is a big thing that people are throwing around right now, but like. When you saw that Hellblade trailer running in engine, yes. like that to me is like just as big as a jump from the from like playing something like uh something real dumb on PS2 like uh I don't know, something dumb. But like something like uh man, what's a dumb PS2 game? I can't even think of uh, uh, uh like like GTA 3 to like gears of war the first time you uh-huh. saw gears of war like it's like that that is an insane jump in graphical fidelity that like yes and like granted we haven't seen hellblade in action we don't know if the game's really gonna look like that all the time but like just it from like a first glance like we're in for some super powerful stuff and like you know this is kind of go- gonna go into our conversation like nintendo Clearly, the Switch is not going to be that, right? Like, it's never going to be. But, like, this is where Nintendo really has to bring their A-game in terms of software. And I really think the games we're going to talk about, especially, like, later on, is going to help Nintendo compete with these consoles. I I think Nintendo has always been bringing their A-game. Because with Nintendo, it's about the experience. Right, like I mean, Reggie Reggie said it best, right? It's about software. You can have the prettiest game in the yeah. in the in the sharpest quality, whatever. But like, if your game doesn't play well, then who's who's gonna want to play it, right? Yeah. How, how many pretty games have we seen this generation that just don't play good? They we don't play see, well. You know, we see the third and like it. It's it's going to be weird. When it comes to PlayStation and Microsoft, because of course everybody's gonna be looking at Nintendo for the software, but we're gonna be looking at PlayStation and uh, Xbox Series X for their software also. That you just can't 
I, I was telling you this earlier. You just can't show us in-game CGI cutscenes. We need to see that gameplay. And if the, if that graphical ability and the look of it is going to really match up to what the gameplay is, it is very impressive and it's fun, then I think that's where Nintendo can start getting work. But if, if that stuff is not there, Nintendo doesn't have nothing to worry because they know that we want to bring creativity, we want to bring something fun. It's just something that you're going to lose yourself in. Yeah. Something that you'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, and, and speaking of, of things we'll never forget, I want to... This, the, the way this episode is going to go, usually, if you're, new to, if you're new to the show, usually we kind of answer a few listener questions uh, before the show that, you know, may or may not have to do with Nintendo. And then we kind of do the housekeeping stuff, which we already did. And then we'll go into what we've been playing. uh, And then we'll do some news and rumor stuff. And then we'll go into the rest of our listener questions in the question block. Uh, The way this episode is going to go, and probably how I see the year, every year following this year starting, it'll be a, uh, 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 like, we're going to do a 2020 year uh, we're just going to review what's been announced and talk about what we know so far. And then yes. uh, usually what we've been doing is, you know, on the first show of January, we will talk about the games that's been in, that have been announced. And then the episode after the first Nintendo Direct of the year, we do a recap of, okay, here's what was announced. How does 20, like after the first uh, Direct this year, we'll, we'll say, okay, how does 2020 sh- how is 2020 shaping up compared to how we talked about it at the beginning of the year? And uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to break down what's been announced for 2020, what's been announced for Nintendo in general. And then uh, some, some pretty favorable rumors that have been going around. Uh, these aren't just rumors that are, you know, Reddit rumors like, Oh, the, uh, uh, Kirby mature gritty reboot is coming. No, this, this is not going to be that. These are, confirmed rumors by reputable sources like Eurogamer, uh, other podcasts like Giant Bomb and Easy Allies and Game Informer, uh, those shows. These are rumors that have been talked about for a long time, and uh, we're going to go through that. And then at the end uh, of, of our breakdown, we're going to go through the major third-party games that have been confirmed, uh, at least for the first half of 2020. So that's going to be the breakdown of this episode. Uh, Very exciting stuff, Ed. I'm very, I'm very excited for 2020. At first, like when I was uh, building this episode uh, last week, when I I was like, maybe we'll save it. Maybe we'll just let this weekend go. And then we will uh, do the show next week and just do it next week. Uh, But a lot of people are saying there's going to be a January direct. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors on 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 Twitter and and through uh, uh, sources that January is going to have a direct, which we haven't gotten. We've gotten some like, you know, the mini directs that are like 14 minutes long. Yeah, uh, the uh, indie indie world one. Yeah, because see, it was weird that we didn't get get didn't get one in November, and we didn't get one for December. Uh, and I thought for sure we were going to get one in December because yeah. for the simple fact that the final Smash character has not been announced yet. Right. And it's supposed to be out by February. Um, right. Because we, we, 
we got the Smash Bros. with Sakurai for Fiddle Furry. That was in, no- in October, right? October or November? Uh, it was earlier than that. I think it was. I think it was September. No, it was. I think it was October. It was like the beginning of October. Because it was. It was. No, September. it was. No, it was the end of September because they also went through Luigi's Mansion, right? Sakurai had his own. Oh, oh, Smash. you're talking about the the Smash. But the Fate of Furry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For, uh, for Fate of Furry. Uh. uh but you then, know. but we got that indie one. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was just like, so it got, was weird. We got the Indie World Showcase, which was a fantastic little indie showcase. Like, I'm really excited for Axiom Verge 2. Like, I, yes. I just watched that trailer again, and I was just telling Ed before we started recording, like, Axiom Verge is a game that I play, I put a lot of time into, and I just, I I didn't finish it because I was so distracted by other games. And uh, right here. Uh, you know, I'm not like I'm not the biggest indie guy, indie guy, right? Like I I try to play indies when I can, and like there are a select few that I really enjoy. Uh, but I don't I don't know. Like I I just some of them I just can't get into like others do, and and you know maybe that's just games I prefer, maybe you know that kind of thing. But uh, the indie showcase did do a lot, and we covered that on a on a recent episode, so you guys can go back and listen to that. But we're yes. going to talk about we're right now we're going to talk about the 2020 confirmed games for uh Nintendo Switch. Uh there are 5 confirmed first party games so far for this year. Uh all of them coming within the first half of the year. Uh we're going to go by quote unquote release date whatever. So, uh Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE Encore. Yeah. Coming on January 17th, 2020. It is, uh, that game came, originally came out on the Wii U. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a JRPG in the vein of Shimigami Tensei, uh, and with a little bit of Persona mixed in, but your Personas are Fire Emblem characters, pretty much. Uh, yes. And, uh, there's new characters, new songs, uh, new content, very much looking forward to this game. I really liked what I played of the one on Wii U. And uh, I think it's a game that deserves a second chance. And I really didn't know if they were going to port it to Switch just for the simple fact that that second screen was so integral to the experience. Because throughout the game, you are scrolling uh, through text messages and stuff on your second screen while you're playing on the main screen. And uh, I'm actually quite thrilled that they're porting this game. I wonder if they're going to take out some of the text messaging stuff. I wonder if they're going to streamline some stuff uh, just for a single screen experience. Because it, it was I, it was definitely one of the few games that took advantage of the Wii U second screen. Yeah, I wonder if they go and use the Nintendo app part also for this. Uh, I mean, that, I that could, is an option. I, I hope they don't, but, but I could definitely see them doing that just because, like, there's not a lot on that Nintendo online app. It's Splatoon, right. it's Smash, it's Mario Kart, and that's it, right? And I could totally right. see... Uh, I could actually see two of the games we're talking about, including this one, using that app just for something like a second screen style experience. Uh, right. And, but, and, and since Nintendo hasn't really said much about it, or how it's going to perform or switch yet, I think they're still keeping that under under wraps. I think that direct would give us a full blown understanding 
of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I do I literally can say this: a lot of people have been pre-ordered the digital version of this game, so it looks like it. <laughs> and see, I'm waiting for physical because uh, I, I I love that box art. That box art looks really good. Um, it looks like it's going to be stronger sales for it, mm-hmm. and that a lot of people. It's one of the lines that people say, I missed it on Wii U, so it's good that I gave it a second chance. Because I mm-hmm. think Atlas and Nintendo only did like maybe two world prints. And if you didn't get it, you had to get it additionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody was just like, I'm getting my eShop card and I'm buying it digitally now. So, yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, it, I did. It looks as like soon as it was available. I, yeah. I, I mean, I look, I, I've made my piece of going digital on switch i was physical until i had a kid and the fact that she puts literally everything in her mouth that she can these little switch cartridges scare the crap out of me so i have kind of moved to the digital realm but mm-hmm. uh tokyo mirage sessions was a it was a must buy for me i i can't wait to play it i played a lot of the the wii u one i didn't finish it of course because i don't finish games apparently uh, it's just I just can't finish the game. Uh, uh, although I did finish two last month, so uh. yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to hear the music because the soundtrack is is really good. Uh, the characters yes. are fun, and and it's just it's going to be. I'm gonna. I'm excited for people to experience this game on on Switch. I, I think it's it's a good time that Nintendo got January with this game. Uh, because yeah. people, because because people could go into February still with this game if they have a bid, uh-huh. you know. You, and, uh, in fact, a lot of people got up to March to get this game and beat it mm-hmm. before the cavalcade or other stuff comes out. Yeah, speaking of March, the the next game on our list is Animal Crossing: New Horizons. I have never been an Animal Crossing guy. But, I have, but. The switch changes a lot of things. <laughs> uh, you know, I it's the switch makes me want to try things I've never tried before. And Animal Crossing is one of those games, just like you know, Pokemon. If I just have it on the system all the time, there's no reason why I can't just check in once or twice a week on this game. You know what I mean? Do some yes, some chores. Uh, it seems like a game my wife would enjoy. Uh, weirdly enough uh so uh i know i know you're a bigger animal crossing guy than than i could ever even think about being so uh, are, are you I, excited for this like what are you excited I, about animal crossing for this one i'm ex- i'm excited about it because once again it's back on uh, it's back on console first of all uh when i started out animal crossing I started out on the GameCube. I didn't really do the 3DS was. The Wii one was nice. I didn't get to play the Wii U one, but I I think I like it because now that since it's on Switch, I can carry it around with me and be able to do more stuff than just waiting until I get home to play it. I still have a bigger screen. Uh, I think because of the online feature, I would be able to interact with more people online to send stuff and visit their towns and see what they create, get some of their fruit and, and everything, and uh, what outfits they create and buy. I, I just feel like 
this one is going to be more expensive because of the online feature and with uh, Switch having the biggest star base, uh, I think it's going to sell very well, very well where people could go in and really just like visit visit other people's towns and stuff, and hopefully take take uh take some cues from like some other games incorporated, mm-hmm. like uh Stardew Valley or something. Yeah, like, I'd be cool like that. I think there's been a lot of similar games come out since uh, New Leaf, right? And uh, uh-huh. I think you know, I think Nintendo would be smart to borrow some of these ideas from from something like Stardew, like you said, or uh, you know, even even uh, Rune Factory, or uh, yes, you know, some of these other farming games that have come out that that people just love, and and even even something as as different as something like Minecraft, you know, like uh, you know, not necessarily the digging and stuff, but like just the the uh, resource management style stuff, and 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 really apply it to Animal Crossing. I feel like I feel like this is Animal Crossing's chance to reach more people. Just by adding little simple quality of life things like that. Um, yes. So I, I mean, look, I'm interested because it's Nintendo and it's animal. Like I'm always interested to see Animal Crossing. I just hope it does a little bit more than what it's been doing for what 15 years at this point. So, yep. Um, all right, Ed. Let's get to the. These next three games are games that I'm truly excited for. Uh, about this time last year, or well, probably, probably, uh, yeah, about this time last year, the studio that develops Bravely Default tweeted out a picture of Bravely Default's main character in a Christmas outfit with two Joy Cons, right? Yes. And we thought, okay, I could see a Bravely Default port to Switch at some point, you know? Or if you bundle Bravely Default and Bravely Second together and a Switch port for sixty bucks, I could see that. No, we're getting Bravely Default too, uh, which yes. is weird because it's the third game in the series. Uh, Bravely Default Two is the third game in the series. Just you know, Square doesn't know how to use numbers correctly. <laughs> see Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, we're getting another Bravely Default game. It's, I liked, when they showed this trailer, I liked the, it had the, like, the the first kind of images they were showing kind of had an Octopath Traveler feel to it. Uh Uh, It was kind of uh, not pixelated, like that uh, 2D HD thing that they were talking about, but more of like a, like a pop-up book with uh, uh, painted kind of backgrounds and stuff. But then the end shot of the trailer just looked like a, they took some 3ds assets and and made them HD and you know not not that there's anything wrong with that but like I was kind of expecting a little bit like a like a better approach to the art style especially because Octopath Traveler was so smart and so beautiful right like I was expecting uh-huh. something more not in that vein but something unique and this just feels like. It feels like the 3DS games. It feels like the the that weird Final Fantasy game that came out after the Bravely Default games. What was it? The Four Heroes of Light or something? Yeah. 
and like I I I know this is going to be a great RPG to play, right? Like it's going to be fun. It's going to have a cool story and fun characters, but like visually, I was I I personally visually was a little let down. It feels like Square Enix was trying to be like how can we do something that's on the level of vanilla wear, but more or less artistic in a sense? I wish they would have gone the vanilla wear route because, it, I mean, Muramasa and uh, the, what was the PS2 one that was really beautiful? Um, uh, Dragon's Crow? No, the P- the PS2 on the it was I forget what it's called, but it was uh oh I know what you mean yeah I know what you're talking about Odin Sphere Odin Sphere yeah uh like those games are beautiful even to this day even on those consoles they're like they stand out right and like man I don't know I was every time something just isn't if it's polygonal and doesn't match the quality of what Nintendo is doing on some level or you know what I mean? Like it just yes, it just feels disappointing. It's, not so much disappointing, but uh, balance. Like you got this beautiful artwork with the environments and the way that it looks, but then you get to the character models and they don't fit. Yeah, like 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 that unbalance of like the you character know it, models. You know what it feels like? You know what this feels like? I just I just figured it out. Remember the Final Fantasy three and four remakes for for DS. Yes. This is what that is. This is what that feels like. Yes. That unbalanced kind of like just weird approach to the art style. Yes. But it's a game that I'm definitely going to buy because I love the gameplay. I love how Square first doubted that this game would have sell and it blew off the roof. It did like it pretty much put Square in the black from a lot of gays that didn't that were successful well, in a time that um, in a time that Square was down, right? Like with with the kind of the Final Fantasy fourteen online situation, yep. people not really caring about Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, you know, Dragon Quest wasn't. They tried that MMO Dragon Quest, uh, and the, and you know, this is a time when Square's only kind of positive. I would say positive outlook on games was on that on nintendo handhelds and uh yeah i I would say some psp as well like i think the final fantasy tactics game that came out on psp was got a lot of love and the kingdom hearts game that came out on psp got love but like handhelds were squares bread and butter during those times because 13 didn't do well dragon quest wasn't on the mind of people uh you know the 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 MMO Final Fantasy fourteen was going through a, a a remake pretty much yes because I know I know people love that game now but I don't know how many people forgot that that game was just atrocious when it launched the first time yeah uh, and you know they were kind of getting it they were purchasing studios in the West and we had you know Hitman and Tomb Raider and stuff like that which were doing well. But like, people aren't associating Tomb Raider with Square Enix, right? They're just they're yes. just not. So, uh, yeah, this was a time when when Bravely Default had its chance and it had its moment to shine, and it 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 did very well. You know, it was a it, traditional it, RPG that people wanted, 
and it was on a system that everybody had and it had a cool art style and a cool premise like the time clock thing you know i know a lot of people kind of think it's cheap now where like you know they had a cheap way of making you replay the game but like it was a cool game a, a lot of people was there for the gameplay because it felt like an evolution of rpg if you want to have battles you can if you want to walk through a whole dungeon without having battles after you grind it for like five to six hours you could set it up that way yeah. and literally go to the boss yeah i was and about people to mention that love that yeah uh so i look i'm not trying to like discourage the game by any means like i i i like that first game a lot i didn't play yes. i didn't play bravely second at all to be honest with you but i liked that first game a lot and uh you know if this game captures that same feeling i think it will do well but like it kind of just visually just didn't do it for me but the game that did do it visually for me from that trailer was no more heroes three yes that announcement trailer was pretty cool uh you know, they set it up to where uh, this little boy had an alien friend and he went back to space and he came back as like a super alien hero or whatever. And then it just kind of became this uh, superhero meme. And, uh, you know, Travis rolls in on his motorcycle and he's going to kill some alien superheroes. So that that was cool. Now, now is Nintendo publishing this or is it Barbados and Grass? <sighs> See, I I don't I don't know. I think Nintendo is partially funding it, and I think, uh, I think it's going to be a timed exclusive for Switch, right? Uh-huh. Like I I really I really think it's going to be a timed exclusive. Uh, so I know that Travis Strikes Again came to PS4 at some point uh, towards the end of the year, but you know I think Nintendo is kind of helping fund this project. I think they're going to publish the Switch version of the game. And then it'll come to other platforms at a later date. Similar to like, okay. similar, I would compare it to uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge for Wii U. I would kind uh-huh. of compare it to that situation where, you know, Razor's Edge did end up coming to other consoles a year year later, I think. Uh, but, you know, the Wii U got it first. So okay. I would compare it to that situation. But look, No More Heroes is a cool game. Uh, I wish they would re-release those first two games on Switch just because yeah. like... We're in an era where people may not have played these games, especially on the Wii, right? And people need caught up on these series, especially if if you're making a sequel to a, you know, like a a proper sequel. You know, Travis Strikes Again, you had some wiggle room. You could get people in, whatever. There's no number attached to it. But when you're attaching numbers to games, like, it's really hard to get people back into series, especially if it it skips a generation. (laughs) Yeah, and Dover Heroes Two was really good. Yeah. Like, like I mean, seriously, I think they were it was both really good, good. You know, I th- well, I mean, two had a lot of improvements over one. So yeah, I know, but uh, uh, yeah, I think No More Heroes Three. I think it's gonna I, do well. I I think we'll see it in a direct. I think we'll get one or two. I think we'll get digital versions of those games. Yeah, and it because the, the only thing is is like. Those games were so heavily tied to the motion control stuff. And I don't know if they're going to go in and like kind of tweak it or re you know tune some of the stuff because uh you know that game did kind of rely on your motion on the motion controls for Wii. Uh-huh. Um, which is why 
when the PlayStation got the Move controllers, they they kind of made an HD version of one and put it on the PS3, and it actually looks really phenomenal in HD, that first game, uh, because it just has that sleek art style, that comic book art style that just looks good when it's in HD, you know, like just, yeah, it just, that cel-shaded pop looks just awesome. I, I think because of the Joy-Cons and the HD Rebel, they would be crazy not to really connect the two there. Yeah, but I think I think motion controls are going to turn a lot of people off. Is my thing, but I mean, I mean, they could still do it. You know, they could they could put yeah. it on buttons. They could do some unique things to just to make it feel more like like Travis Strikes Again almost. You know, I I think they could. I think you know when I was listening to podcasts and people were bringing that up, I don't. Like, I, I'm not a game designer. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I don't think it's that hard to map a swing of a sword to a button. I think it would be a lot harder to map it to motion than it would be to a button, right? Like I, just from just like an outsider's perspective, I feel like that uh-huh. would be a lot harder, but I don't know. Maybe it's not. So. I think they'll I think they'll give options like you could do motion control, you could play all your switch, or if you want to use the pro controller, you could use that. I think they'll give them options. Yeah. For it. Yeah. So, uh, No More Heroes Three coming in 2020. Very excited. Uh, the last game that has been confirmed uh, for 2020 release is a game that I am v- very excited for. I adore this game. I hope that they fix a couple of the issues that I had with it, but uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition yes. is coming to coming to Switch. Uh, a lot of people remember Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came to Switch uh, in December of 2017. And remember when we were talking about it, that probably, uh, what was it announced at E3 that year? And we were, yes. we were talking about, oh man, it's not going to hit December. How are they going to hit December? Especially if they were helping with Zelda and, uh, they hit it. And that was a great game. I, a game I still want to go back to. That's a game on my list this year to finish. Uh, I have, <laughs> I have my backlog challenge and I have, I'm like, here are the five huge games I'm going to finish this year. Right. And then I have me, I have a medium sized game list and then I have a story driven smaller games list. Right. And the Uh five games on my list right now for, uh, big sprawling RPGs to finish this year, the Witcher three, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, (laughs) Xenoblade Chronicles one and two. And, uh, what was the other one? Oh, I think, I think Borderlands was one of them. I think, uh, but I don't know. We'll see about that one. But uh, I might change it to Tokyo Mirage Sessions because I want to play that more. Switch it. <laughs> Let me tell you, switch it. Uh, but Xenoblade Chronicles. The interesting thing about this trailer, right? Like the the character models look great. Like they look they look really good. They look like their Smash counterparts, right? Like Shulk looks great. Uh, I think that it looks like a a pretty modern Switch game, right? I I think it looks. I think it looks just about as good as Xenoblade Chronicles 2 does. Uh, But the one thing that they showed is they put Xenoblade Chronicles out before they finished the game, right? They cut some content from that game uh, when they put it out in Japan. And uh, there's a new zone in the trailer that a lot of hardcore Xenoblade Chronicles fans don't recognize. 
which means that we're going to be getting that cut content in this version. Yeah. I mean, it's definitive, and it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other cool thing about Xenoblade Chronicles is, like, I know a lot of people were disappointed in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. When you got new equipment and you applied it, your character's costumes didn't change. Uh-huh. Uh, but in Xenoblade Chronicles 1, you got a new piece of gear. You saw it on you in real time. If you got a new new shirt, it's on you, right? If you got a new got new boots, bam, on you. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Come on, is it a Blade Chronicles X? Just I know. Just come along with it. Like give like give me the fullness of it. Yeah. That's like ninety percent of the reason I, why I brought the Wii U home. <laughs> I still, I mean, yeah, it has its problems, not so much just as the music, but mostly just exploring and trying to find things. But I just love that cover. I still love that Wii U cover. Yeah, it's definitely one of the uh, just the mech standing there with the characters at the on the ground, kind of overlooking the. Uh, that you, and the color, just the color scheme. I know. I like the color scheme because it like it matches the Wii U box. Yes, it's like just kind of perfectly. And uh, yeah, I this is a game that I I really want to play on on the Wii U this year too. It's uh, I have a lot. I got a lot to do, man. I got. I need. <laughs> I need about forty eight hours in a day to do everything I want to do. But uh, yeah, those are those are the five games confirmed so far this year. Uh, so far, pretty uh, time-consuming lineup, I would say. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just RPGs and time management stuff, like I don't know. I think this is a good start to the year uh, for hardcore Nintendo fans. You know, like I, I, I think Tokyo Mirage Sessions and Xenoblade Chronicles are the highlights for me, definitely on this on this list for confirmed games. It's uh. I, I am very surprised that we do not have some sort of Mario game on this list, whether it's a 3D World port or Mario Odyssey 2 or something like that. You know, like I, I'm so surprised we do not have something. You know, I know January is really four ports, you know, like they, they've uh-huh. done that. You know, last year was uh, New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, the, the year before was Bayonetta 1 and 2. Like, January is the time for their ports. Um, I think they want to save something really big, and Mario is one of those big games. Yeah. So if they was going to do it, they probably would do it maybe around April, April Direct or uh, E3 Direct, like, before they adopt something. Because we may get 3D World, but everybody took before Odyssey 2. And that I know. We, we may get... Unless they're, it's unless been three years, man. Like to me, like if Zelda doesn't come out this year, I think we like if Zelda doesn't hit this year, we're getting a Mario game. Like it's one or the other. Yeah, but there is. See, with Mario, it's weird. Do we get another two D? Do we get a three D? Do we get, get paper? It's got to be Odyssey we two. Bar- we got we got two D already, right? Like we got we got new Super Mario, Mario Brothers. No, well, oh, I mean, yeah, even that. You're talking like, about we ga- got, you're talking about game wise. Yeah, like we got. We got two 2D Mario games last year. Like we got New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, and then we got uh-huh. Mario Maker, which is the endless 2D Mario game. So I I don't think it's going to be a uh, 2D Mario game. I think it's either gonna. Man, I want I would like a 3D World too. 
or a 3D World port. But my gut tells me the next Mario game is going to be a Mario Odyssey game, uh, type game at least, a 3D, a fully 3D Mario game. So, uh, but I, I think I think we may get that. We may get a Pippa Mario somehow. I, like we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're, we're gonna save that conversation for our rumored games, uh, okay. because there are. Since I made this list, there are new rumors flying around, uh, and and we'll we'll play catch up there in a second. But we're gonna talk about the confirmed games that uh, don't have a release date yet. And I I know there's everybody knows three of the four games. Uh, the one is a little lesser known confirmation, but it is there. Uh, which you know what we're gonna start with it. Pikmin, the next entry in Pikmin. <clears throat> uh, it was in 2017 in an interview. Miyamoto said that the uh, Pikmin is progressing nicely, uh, mm-hmm. and then in oh, I think in 2018 in another interview he says work on the next entry of Pikmin is almost complete. And then in an interview in 2019, Miyamoto says, Pikmin is progressing nicely. Again. So, Pikmin is coming. Uh, it's, I, I, th- I think... I th- I'm scared. Why? I'm scared because I, I know I will want it, but how, I want to know how it looks. Like, I, I want to just Pikmin, cry. Pikmin 3 is definitely... I would, I would, I would, gorgeous. I would almost argue that Pikmin Three is the best looking game on Wii U. Like, uh, well, I would, I would argue that. Like, I, I know, you know, you might think Wind Waker HD or, you know, Mario, Mario 3D World, but like, Pikmin is up there. Pikmin is there. Pikmin is just like you literally. Pikmin is the Metroid Prime where you just put the controller down and just stare at it and be like. What did y'all do? I've never like, been this so is too good. I've never been so drawn to fruit in my life. Like when you like at the end of each each day <laughs> when you're making the when you're making the juice, like you collect fruit to make juice so you can survive yes. another day in that game. And like the fruit you collect, you can go into like like they have like a 3D model, like you can t- turn the fruit around and stuff and look at it. Like huh? dude, I think they just like took pictures of fruit and just put it in the game. Like uh, that's like the strawberries look so good. Like it just, that game looks amazing. It just, and, it still looks amazing. Also I, like just side note, the one and only game that deserves Wii remote over traditional controls. Yes. Just throw that I, out there. Uh, it's, it, that's why I'm just like, I'm not worried about the gameplay or online for a player. I want to see how gorgeous this game is because I think it's going to be lush. Like environment, the environments, the water, the fruit. Who mm. knows if there might be some wacky stuff and new Pikmin. But I want to be like, what is this? Why is my mouth still on the ground? Because it's, it's probably going to be one of the trailers that I wish we watch over over and over again and be like how did you guys do this like it, it's gonna puzzle me so i'm scared to see how it's look how it looks because i know i'm just like please drop this please let this come out right now if you even if you if they said you could play the digital if they said you could play a digital trial right now after this nintendo direct i think 
I think the servers might get crashed. <laughs> yeah, I, like I would definitely download it. I I love Pikmin to death. I love that first game. Like, I was kind of disappointed at, not in the game, but in myself because like when I got it, like I beat it in one sitting. Like that's how long I played that game. Wow. <laughs> it was. Uh, I had the strategy guide right. Like I had. Uh, I I forget. I I was off like. When I got it for, I want to say I got it for Christmas that year, and like I was off, and uh, I was sitting in my room, I was sitting in, in the chair that I had at the end of my bed, and I got some, I think I, I think I had like a case of Mountain Dew next to my bed, and I, I sat there in front, and like, uh, let's see, when it came out, I was probably like a freshman or a sophomore in high school. And like, uh-huh. I remember my mom made me lunch and she brought it to me while I was playing. And I, I beat it like in one sitting. And I was like a, it was like a nine, 10 hour sitting, but it, I beat it. And it was, I, I just remember that game so fondly. And like, I've just had, a, I've loved Pikmin ever since. Uh, yes. You know, I still think that first game is the best one. Uh, I like the one. I like having just one character to roam and collect, and you know, see what I can do. You know, uh, I didn't really care for the three split protagonists. I know it made some interesting puzzles and some interesting uh, uh, gameplay aspects in three, but I hope they go back to one protagonist in this game. So I think they will. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, Pikmin is confirmed. It was confirmed for Wii U. I don't. I I'm gonna go ahead and say it's not coming to Wii U. It's probably been <laughs> moved to Switch. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the next game on the confirmed games list is Bayonetta three. Uh, there are reports on Nintendo Life that Platinum is quote full steam ahead on 2020. Uh, they are uh, working hard on Bayonetta and. Uh, Babylon's Fall, which is the PS4 Square Enix game. Uh, yes. So that they're on that, and then they're also working on two brand new IP and exploring self-publishing. So uh, that's that's really interesting to hear. But I'm glad to see that they are full steam ahead on Bayonetta three. I man, I hope that Bayonetta three comes out in 2021, like that January February slot. Because I don't know if Bayonetta, as great as Bayonetta is, with the new consoles coming out and Nintendo prepping something big for this fall, I don't know if Bayonetta has the fortitude to stand against Nintendo First Party and Xbox and PlayStation 5. It does. Uh, Bayonetta 2, just alone, has kind of made... Make that series a well known name, and I, I, to, I to the point where you, but to like, the point where nobody don't want to see it come to any other console. I think people are excited to see what Bayonetta three is going to be about because it's going to feel that there's something about Bayonetta that it has, excuse me, some kind of connection to a lot of gamers. Uh, it is going to feel like Microsoft and Sony could never do something on this level of bringing this game out. And I think, man, I think Bayonetta 3 is strong enough to stand on this all. 
uh, with other first party Nintendo games. Definitely after Astro Chain, or how strong that was. And regardless of, you know, we could talk about cell numbers and all of that stuff. I think a lot of people who love Astro Chain really got just super hyped for Bayonetta 3. Uh, so trying to go against with other first Nintendo prop uh, games, I think it's just going to complement it, and people going to be like, "Oh, I'm getting this Airbender Nintendo three, or I'm getting this Airbender Nintendo three. I think Man Nintendo three is strong enough to stand on the soul. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to look up some Bayonetta sales numbers. Um, all right, yeah, I look, I I just I just want. Bayonetta to be put in the best possible position to succeed oh. because I I really adore that series. I like I like Bayonetta two a lot. I, yes, I liked Bayonetta one, right? Like I liked it, but Bayonetta two is I put it up there with DMC and Devil May Cry five in, in terms yes. of of stylish action games like quality and just pure fun. Uh, the only knock I have against Bayonetta is. I want to be able to customize my controls like I can in Devil May Cry. If I could do that, this series would be a must, like just must, must, must buy. I mean, it still is for me, but like, yeah, it, I I just want Bayonetta to be in a position where it can succeed. You know, I I think with with Astro Chain because you you were able to you able to customize your controls in there. Oh, you are. I, yeah, you're able I, to see. I haven't played Astral Chain, so I don't. I don't know. Oh, uh, you're able to do that. I think they're going to do that for three. Okay. That you yeah. could, that you could do it. That'd be um, a smart addition. Yeah, I think the reason why they didn't do it for uh, Switch and Wii U, uh, I think because Platinum at that time already had a uh, the way they did their combo system. I think they had a, everything set and connected to those uh to those butter things so the yeah. butter presses and everything and definitely with people who've been testing it uh i think they just like we got it like this so we don't want nobody really to change it yeah uh, no I, I i i hear where you're coming from i just you know i i think also like bayonetta 2 came out at a time where you know customizable controls weren't really like on people's minds, you know, people just huh? played the games with how they wanted to play. You know, really, the only games that were doing that were like first-person shooters, and you know, like Halo and, and Call of Duty have their kind of uh, uh, control kind of things where you can use whatever setup you want. And then Destiny started it, and then the first game I really noticed like a huge deep dive was DMC, the uh, Ninja Theory Devil May Cry. Yes. Game. And uh, that's that was like okay. I want every game to do this. So yes. Uh, so yeah, Bayonetta three. I hope it, I hope it succeeds. I want it to succeed. And like, there's no question it's gonna succeed critically. I think Platinum knows what they're doing with Bayonetta. I I really do. And uh, judging by Astral Chain and you know what they are assumingly doing with Babylon's fall. I think a lot of people have come out of there saying, yep, that's a platinum game. I, I have no doubt that Bayonetta will succeed critically. I just hope it's put in a position to succeed commercially. So, yeah. Um, all right. Next on the list is, uh, Metroid prime four, you know, retro is making some moves. Retro is making a lot of moves recently. They just hired back, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze's lead designer, 
they've uh, been hiring outside talent. They've hired back some uh, people who went to went on to do Halo. Like they they are really bringing people in. They are they are they are not messing around with Metro yeah. Prime Four, which is I, good. Like I'm 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 glad. You know, I, there this, were some there were some rumors going around that they were outsourcing some asset creation, which some people worried about that, but studios do that all the time. You know, yeah. every studio I, does that. This really sounds like Nintendo is putting somebody behind it. Like, when you have the art director from Halo, when you have the lead designer for Tropical Freeze, when you have people come back to Retro, like big days, even though we this, don't this really tells me follow that, their work. This tells me that people are excited to work on Metroid. Yes. Right? Like I'm, and, and, like... You hear people are like go back to studios all the time. Like, look at look at Modern Warfare, right? The the most recent one. Uh, a lot of people moved from Infinity Ward to respawn to work on Titanfall and Titanfall Two and Apex, right? And then they went yes. back to Infinity Ward to work on Modern Warfare. And this is the kind of thing that I'm seeing happen with Metroid, where people leave to work on other projects, but you know, and and uh, maybe people who are working on Metroid Prime, one, two, and three, didn't really want to work on Donkey Kong, so they moved on and they went. You know, obviously, you see a lot of Metroid Prime in Halo Four and Five specifically. You see all that stuff in in uh, other projects that they've gone to work on, but then you see Retro is now back on Metroid, and you see these people coming back, and you see people yes. excited to work on Metroid, which, you know, tells me that, you know, like you said, Nintendo is really putting a lot of effort into finally making Metroid what I think it deserves to be as a series. You know, Metroid always does critically well. Metroid doesn't really sell well, right? Like, it sells, but it doesn't sell well. Like, it, it's not a Mario or a Zelda, right? It's It's definitely a second-tier franchise to Nintendo, but this tells me that, you know, Metroid Prime 4 is going to be just as good of a shooter as Halo Infinite, as Call of Duty. It's going to be just as great as a Metroid game as Metroid Prime 1. Like, it just it just really feels like there's also team members yeah. from Respawn moving back into into Retro. Like, they're, they're getting some really top-notch talent. You know? I, I think because the Prime is more American, did Metroid be more for everybody? Because it is Metroid doesn't sell well in Japan, but it kind of sells well in other places. And I think Nintendo kind of, kind of like took notice of that. Uh, we don't know how first person games do in Japan, so we don't know how Prime is going to do there. But knowing that Prime is a big series here in america uh getting those people back to work on this new one it's just it's it feels like it's going to be more guaranteed sales and more guaranteed hype that people are going to buy this game without a shadow of a doubt like even if people see the trailer complain about it people are still gonna go out and buy it and so metro prime 4 if it does come out this year I, I I really don't know where it fits just yet. I, I gotta we gotta get through half of the year, but it will it it will be welcomed here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
it has a ch- it literally has a chance. I think probably for this year, it literally has a chance to be a game of the year contender if it comes out this year. If nothing else or uh, Switch is challenging it mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Uh I I really think that and I I really think Nintendo has gone back and looked at you know it, or maybe maybe just retro in general, like going back and looking at you know, what made that first game so great? And, like, you know, 2 and 3 were, were good games, too. But I uh-huh. really think Metroid Prime is the first game is, like, what they're aiming to recapture. Yes. And I think if they recapture that game on a, like, make the game bigger, but not, like, what's the word? Like, not... Uh, Man, if they if they can just capture that first game and make it like bigger, but not like still make it feel like that first game, like smaller and smaller in scope, it doesn't yeah. have to be this big grand thing, right? If they can do that, I think this game is going to really be what they want it to be, and and that has me excited. Uh, yeah, there is a report from Nintendo Life that some of the environment work will be outsourced which look if they want this game to come out sooner than later like a lot of that work's going to have to be outsourced but again like i said a lot of games outsource smaller like asset work so yeah uh, and, and knowing retro probably when they get that those assets back and start working on it they could probably add more and clean the stuff out they're very talented artists well, the, this this asset work isn't going to go. Well, they've already restarted the project because it wasn't up to Nintendo standards, right? So yes. it, this asset work is going to be under a very close eye of Nintendo because Nintendo wants to get it right, not just Retro. Yes. Nintendo themselves wants to get it right. So, uh, yeah, Metroid Prime Four, really excited for that. I know uh, Joey Ferris out there is is really. He's been very vocal on Twitter about Metroid, we'll say. So <laughs> it's, it's funny to watch him do that. But uh, the last game on this uh, TBD announced uh, confirmed games list is obviously The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, we saw that small tease of a trailer uh, at the last Direct and uh, – or E was it E3? It was E3, right? E3, yeah. yeah. And uh, – this game is a game that seems like it's being fast tracked to come out soon, um, sooner than later. Because I, I was, I was reading that you know we we talked a little bit about the Xenoblade team kind of working on environmental work for Breath of the Wild uh-huh. uh, because they know how to build grand scopes and grand worlds and make them interesting to explore and stuff like that. I was reading up on Monolith Soft. They have four studios that work on different aspects of different games. Uh, most of them, they all work on Xenoblade at some point, right? But one studio uh, uh, specializes in environmental work. One specializes in asset creation. One specializes in gameplay mechanics. Like, like all the studios have a specific uh, duty, I would say, to their game. And yes. two of monolith four studios are currently 
working, they are in quote emergency mode hiring for the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Nintendo uh their Nintendo uh EPD is hiring and working full steam ahead on Breath of the Wild 2. And uh the there are also team members from other studios working on Breath of the Wild 2, so other Nintendo I, internal studios. So I I have a question. Do you think that the story alone is way bigger than what we expect it to be? And because of the story being so big, there's a, there's a lot of components for them to be getting people, a lot of developers and teams to come in to help make it. Because it feels like this is going to tell a bigger story than well, the first. I feel like I feel like I wouldn't say bigger. I would say it is a continuation of the story with a a better focus on the story. Uh-huh. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, Breath of the Wild told a great story, but and you had to find it. I think this is going to be more of a more focused story. I think, I really think, I really think you're going to, I I think Zelda's going to be your companion and you're going to have to switch between them. I think dual characters is going to be a first for the series. I think Link and Zelda are both going to be playable at some point. Uh, Zelda's going to be your companion. She's going to follow you. You go into shrines. Uh, you have to use both characters to solve puzzles. Um, I think it's going to be that. And, uh, man, I I don't even know what I want from this game. I just know that I want it. And I think that Zelda is going to play a big, a big part in this game. Uh, not just as a character, but as a playable character. So, um, like I said, I think Breath of the Wild is going to be a trilogy of games, and this is the middle chapter of a trilogy of games. I I wonder if there's going to be a side villain, like, and, and that's why I asked. Like, I think I think you know what I think this is going to be. You know that that it's going to be like. <laughs> It's gonna be a very roundabout way of saying it, but hear me out, okay? It's it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a walk. Have you ever seen the movie The Mummy with Brendan yes. Fraser and how the mummy kills other characters in the movie to regain how he's supposed to look as a human being? Yes. I kind of feel like there's going to be some sort of henchman style villain to Ganon and that zombie Ganon that you see in the trailer is, or I'm assuming it's zombie Ganon is going to use this, uh, second in command style character as a puppet to regain his powers. And he comes back and is going to be the main villain of the third game. But, uh, this this henchman style character is going to be the main villain of this game. It's going to almost be like Skyward Sword with uh what's his name? Yeah. You know what I mean? The fancy yeah. pants guy. Yeah. I forget what his name is. I Yeah, it's of course that's why I was just like it, I think because of the story and then I feel like they want to tell a bigger grander like you said more focused story yet still go out there and find it if you want to uh 
I think there's just more that they that Nintendo wants to add, and they need all the help they I can do too. get. I think I think they're going to have better dungeon design. I think that is the one yeah. thing Breath of the Wild was missing. Uh, I think that I I don't think the Divine Beasts are their best dungeons by any means, but the shrines were so good, and the idea yes. of the shrines was so good uh, that it kind of made me not care about the the dungeons, right? And I I hope they have stronger dungeons this time. Um, I think you're going to see the return of of items that you know were missing, like like a hookshot or uh uh you know those types of things um i don't think they're gonna be uh, i think it's gonna be set up similar to uh breath of the wild where like you know you get everything you need at the beginning of the game and then you can go wherever right like i think it's gonna be that again but like i think they're gonna have it i think they're gonna try to find a better balance between classic zelda and open world zelda you know what i mean right because like Link should have the Master Sword now. Like, yeah. you should start out with the Master Sword unless something... Unless, I really wonder, well, or could they be a new Master Sword that we do not know about? You know, you know what I'm thinking, though? Right? If you really want to tie it into the old games, right? uh-huh. like, what if the Master Sword is like... Like, you start off the Master Sword, right? But, like, maybe you have to power it back up, you know because you're going into like the dark world or whatever, but the mat, like the master sword is no longer the best sword in the game. Right. It's like uh-huh. the white sword from, from the original game. I like, you know, that final sword that you get in the original game. Like, I wonder if it's something like that, that you get, that's going to overtake the master sword, uh, or something, something similar, you know? Um, I don't know, man. I think the leg- I think Breath of the Wild two could do some really interesting things within the lore of Zelda, and they could yeah. really start pulling from, you know, a link to the past. Or I think they're going to pull more from that original game. I I really think that you're going to find swords, those like, because like, man, you, that, what they could do though, something interesting is they could pull your save from breath of the wild one to see, yes. see what you've done and what you haven't done. Kind of like a mass effect style situation and like apply it to breath of the wild two. And like, yeah, you can, if you haven't played breath of the wild one, which I don't know why you haven't, if you haven't, but like it starts you off, you know, you have like a, a generic sword or a Royal sword or whatever. Right. And then, uh, you just start with with a generic set of stuff and then you upgrade from there. Or it reads your save and you continue with the stuff that you had from the original game and maybe you have to go find it. Maybe you have to collect it back. Maybe there's some sort of like, oh no, you fell down a hole and lost all your stuff type thing. But like... What about that you still have the weapon de- uh, de- degener- degeneration, generation, whatever it was? I de- think... Uh, I think it's still going I think it's still going to exist to be honest with you. I think they're going to scale it back a little bit. Because I know a lot of people didn't really care for it, including me. I don't didn't really care for it. I don't like degradable weapons, but degradable. uh uh I, I think do, th- do you think blacksmiths will play a role? You think they're gonna bring that bring that in? Where uh you can repair your weapons? 
Yeah, you can repair your weapons, and you can repair to a point where it's a it's finite. Like yeah, I it's think infinite. I think they're gonna add more. Like, uh, you go collect uh, uh, resources, similar to what like like when you went to upgrade your armor at the fairies, right? You uh-huh. go to a blacksmith with a certain amount of of resources, and you can uh, upgrade your weapons that you really like to an unbreakable status. Uh, but it would take a while. It takes a lot of grinding to do that, but you can do that. I think will be a new mechanic in the game. Um, you know, and like I said, I think the master sword is going to play a role in the, in this, but I don't think, I think there's going to be a more powerful sword than the master sword. And I think it's going to be the white sword. Uh, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of tales that we don't know. That leads to a new sword, you know. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and that's and that's why I kind of feel like the story that they want to tell is bigger than what we're like just looking at. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and so they need all the help <laughs> right now. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. I think it's. I think that white sword is going to be the is going to be the next master sword, quote unquote. I think you're going to meet the old man. <laughs> I think you're going <laughs> to... No, I really think, like, there's going to be a cave, and this old man's going to exist in the cave, and you're going to get the white sword from him. I really do. I really think that this is going to happen in this game. Uh, we'll see. We uh, shall see. Look, man, I I popped in Zelda uh, the other day just to walk around that world, and it's still a beautiful world. I... I I really want to play this game again, and like I, I would like I I know there are other games that I want to be playing instead, like, but I just it's I can't believe almost three years later I'm still th- I still think about this game on a weekly basis. I I played it the first day of New Year's, and yeah, like I I would get it further, and I feel like there is still stuff that I'm missing. That I didn't even know that was in the game. Yeah, and like I, I am just, I'm just, I'm just so in love with this version of Zelda. Uh huh. And like it's, it's the Assassin's Creed effect too. Like I had the same effect with Origins and Odyssey for Assassin's Creed. Like I still love classic Zelda, right? Like I, I still do. I, I, I really still love wind waker and twilight princess in, in the classic Zelda formula. But I, I am just in love with this version of Zelda. And if they just make one of these games every three or four years, Uh I, uh, it's just, this is what I want. This is what I want Zelda to be. And, uh, I really, I really think Breath of the Wild Two is going to deliver on some interesting things. I'm interested in the darker story that looks like they're going to tell. I'm interested. I'm really like not to go back on this, but I'm really interested to see how Zelda plays a part in this game. Like, I really think that this is the first time you're going to have a companion, like a real companion in in a Zelda game, and I think that you're going to be able to switch between Zelda and Link. I really do. Maybe, maybe she gets the white sword. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I also hope that Wolf Link Amiibo still works in this game. Oh, yeah. They I, have th- to. I think it will. Like, 
there's why would it why would you be able to use it in the first game not the second game but that's just me uh i where is my wolf link oh there it is yeah like i i think that wolf link dude wolf link amiibo saved my butt <laughs> probably 10 times at least during the course of this game and uh, <laughs> that's all i have to say about that uh but we're gonna we're gonna move on uh unless you have anything else you want to say about breath of the wild 2 besides you're excited <laughs> but yeah besides being excited and take the time to tittle get all the help that you need like do not brush this game make it to the, get it to where it needs to be at yeah the one thing i can say about this game is that it's run like to get it out in three and a half years i think it's going to be a lot easier than them moving from wind waker to twilight princess to skyward sword yes only for the simple fact is that it's running on the same engine it's running on the same piece of hardware and they already have a lot of the character models and animations done for these characters because it is a direct sequel. That's the only hopefully, thing I can say is like three and a half years is a long time to work on this. Hopefully they're getting it smoothed out too, like that it feels smoother to play. Yeah, I hope they get it to run at like a solid 30. Uh, because, yes. I mean, as to be perfectly honest, the, the Wii U version runs way better than the Switch version. Um, I mean, I know it was for Wii U in the beginning and they ported it to switch, but like the, the Wii U version runs way better. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to get into the rumored games, Ed. Uh, yes. there's a, there's a lot of rumored games. Uh, it's, it's quite astonishing really to see some of these rumored games. And, uh, there's actually, <clears throat> uh, another rumored game that popped up on a podcast I was listening to today that I'm going to add to the list that uh but uh there's a few projects retro was rumored to be working on uh before they got pulled on to metroid prime 4 Uh, that star fox racing grand prix was the game that was supposedly leaked last year uh and we never saw it that was that is the game that they are rumored to be working on it's rumored to be finished and shelved until they feel like they can release it uh a game I thought that sounded really interesting, uh, to be honest, but that's just me. I know you don't really care for the idea, but I think it sounds cool. As long as it's in that awesome anime art style from the, yes. uh, from the uh, what was it? The uh, Man, what was that that they showed that in? Was it a trailer? Star Fox Zero. Oh, was it Star Fox Zero? Yeah, the trailer for it. Yeah. Uh, so that I want that game. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you, <laughs> uh, but I think I think the only Star Fox we get this generation was from Starlink. Unfortunately, <laughs> if we if we do get that Star Fox Racing game, you know I'll be at the store buying it. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. I, I look. I want a good Star Fox game. Okay, you know how committed I am to Star Fox. Okay, Ed. Okay. I'm going to give it another shot. Yeah. This year. Star Fox Zero. I'm giving it another shot. Yes. I'm going to give it another shot. Yes. For you audio listeners, I held up a case of Star Fox Zero for Wii U. Yes. Uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy HD. Clearly something that's been rumored for a long time. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about it except that 
I, I think that's a shoe in honestly. Yeah. I really do. Uh, the only thing is, is, uh, the motion control stuff again might hinder that third game a little bit if they can figure out how to get, uh, modernize the controls and really fit those motion controls onto a game pad. Then, you know, I think it'll be, you know, ready to go, but I really don't have anything else to say about Metroid prime trilogy. We've talked to, talked it to death. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3 is another project that they've been rumored to be working on. Also, Nintendo Italy tweeted out a picture about, I want to say, mid-2018, uh, right after Tropical the Tropical Freeze port came out. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, and it was... Man, let me see. I think it's been deleted since then, but basically it was Donkey Kong... Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong with three bananas. Uh, and let me see if I can find that. Uh, but while I look for this, what do you think of a Donkey Kong Country 3? Uh, I can see it happening. Uh, but I, I don't think people are in a boot for it just yet. Uh, I, I think people will get it. People will play it. Um, Hopefully, I think someone else has to make it and not retro. Uh, yeah, uh, you, dude, I'm telling you, you know who I'd really love to see make that game is Platonic. The way that, the, dude, the way that Ukulele Impossible Air plays. Yes, yes. If they could make it like that, then yes. That's That's the team I want to make this game. Uh, if they if they could make it like impossible layer, then yes, I want that. Yeah, I uh, I really, <laughs> man, dude, I'm telling you, it's uh, that's that's who I want to make this game. I I like those games enough, uh-huh. right? Like I I don't love them, but like I would play a third one if it came out. You know, probably for a little I, bit. I would. <laughs> um, I mean, I I would play it, do my best to beat it. Uh. Yeah, but if yeah, if Playtime could do it in that in that manner, yes, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I actually I had to think about it because I was just like, okay, I'm tr- I was trying to think of it graphically, like just looking at it. But then when you said a possible layer, I was just like, okay, with with more graphic, with more detail, yes, they could, uh, and a little bit more polish because I think Nintendo will like send some of their employees and they'll be working with Playtonic to get it up uh, and stuff. But Impossible Lair, yeah, that that's that was selling it, yeah. So, uh, and look, Tropical Freeze is really good, Donkey Kong Country Returns was really good on Wii. Uh, uh-huh. that's that was actually another rumor title. Uh, was Donkey Kong Country Returns making give, coming to the Switch in HD at some point? Uh, that's later in our rumored ports section, but uh, that was a an option. So, uh, and then it was also rumored that they were working on a new IP, something in the realm of a first-person survival horror game, which is kind of what we were uh, discussing. What maybe two years ago? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, about Retro's new IP and how we wanted to see them do that. I think they could do something interesting in that space, but uh, clearly that's not happening. But I think a first-person survival horror game would have been interesting, probably in the vein of an Eternal Darkness 
uh, style thing. Like, yeah. but first person and really just kind of messing with you. And, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think that would be really interesting. So, uh, th- not to sidetrack or anything, uh, but do you think Nintendo got Mercury Stay working something for Switch? It's hard to say. I don't know. I mean, I'm, my bet would be is I bet they, if they had anything, it would be a Metroid Samus Returns port to Switch. Just make that HD and, and really giving them a, 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 you know, that game a new lease on life just because, just for the simple fact that it came out on 3DS in a year where 3DS was kind of winding down and didn't really sell a lot of copies. Uh, it sold, I think it only sold 1.2 million copies, which don't get me wrong, that's a lot of copies for a Metroid game. Mm-hmm. But when you have 73 million 3DSs out there, it's not really a great attach rate, so uh, I think <laughs> well, a lot of people wanted the uh, the Europe collection. Yeah, here in America. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but also, when you have you know Mario games like the Mario and Luigi remakes selling sub four hundred thousand copies <laughs> in their lifespan. Yeah, those are games I really wish would come to Switch as well. Um, but you know, I. I would think Mercury Steam would be working on an HD version of that. Uh, there's also a rumor that there's a Super Metroid HD remake coming, like a really, like like in a Samus Returns vein. Maybe they would be working on that, but I don't know. I think Mercury Steam does some interesting work. It's not always great, but for, by all accounts, Met, uh, Samus Returns was a great version of that game, so... And and under Nintendo's watchful eye, I think they could do something really interesting with a 2D Metroid again. So yes, uh, we'll see. Uh, another rumored game, uh, which I think is a shoe in, maybe not for 2020. I w- actually I would actually put maybe for 2020, just because they did it with Galaxy, would be a Mario Odyssey 2 or a 3D Mario, a new 3D Mario game. Uh, I know yeah. you, I know you prefer the 3D Mario games over the 2D ones, but I prefer any Mario game. I I just think that uh I just wonder which one do we get this year? Do we get Odyssey 2? Do we get a paper or do we get a 2D? <laughs> well, like, I Ed, I just don't know. Let me tell you. There's a rumor that Intelligent Systems second team is working on a Paper Mario game. Okay. I mean, I know they just put out Fire Emblem and they're working on Fire Emblem DLC, but Intelligent Systems has two teams in their internal studio. And the last games that they made were Fire Emblem. Well, besides Fire Emblem Three Houses, Fire Emblem Three Houses, yeah. obviously, the, the game they just put out. But uh, Fire Emblem Shadows of Valencia, or Echoes of Valencia, which is uh, the 3DS, the last 3DS Fire Emblem game. And yes. Paper Mario Color Splash were the last two games that they made. I did not know they made Color Splash. Me neither. I did not know they were making Paper Mario games. Apparently, they have made all four Paper Mario games. Five Paper Mario games. So, Ooh, interesting. I did not know that. I had zero idea that Intelligent Systems was involved in them whatsoever. You just kind of thought that they only did Fire Emblem. I was like, well, 
I know they made Advance Wars, and I know they did Fire Emblem, and I know they did Codename Steam. Yes, they they were their strategy kind of company. So, Ooh. I mean, I, that's really interesting if they could apply some of Fire Emblem Three Houses to Paper Mario. I would be really interested in playing another Paper Mario game. Yes, I want a Paper Mario RPG, especially if you're not going to bring Mario and Luigi to Switch. Like giving Paper Mario, giving it like a thousand year door type treatment, or uh. Uh, like that original game. Like if you're going to give me something like that, I will take that all day. Uh, but you know, if you're going to do some like super paper Mario, I wasn't that into, uh, I it was a cool gay. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. Like it had some cool concepts, but like, I don't know. I would have, I would have rather seen them, uh, do another paper, like a proper paper Mario. So, Oh wow! I I just looked up what the, what all they've done in the last few years. Um, they have they made all the Pushmo games. Uh, they did, uh, WarioWare Gold. They did, um. Wow, they've done a lot in the last few years. <laughs> oh, you know what? We've got the Bishop Bright Age cover sometime this year. Uh, yeah, I know. I I didn't put that on here because it hasn't been confirmed for US yeah, it just Yeah, it just came out of Europe today. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I re- I I would not mind that. Brain Age is a cool thing. Um Yeah, dude, they've done a lot. I didn't realize they were this involved in games. Uh Sorry, I got distracted by intelligence nope. systems. I really like that company. I think they do good work. Yes. Even codenamed Steam. I will stand by that game as a solid six and a half. <laughs> I feel like they'll probably do another, another one. Um, <laughs> another game rumored to be coming this year, uh, Super, Paper, uh, Super Mario Party 2. Uh, a sequel to uh, 2018's Return of the Board Game. The Mario board game, which was interesting, felt a little underdeveloped and uh, not underdeveloped. It felt it felt unfinished. It felt like there was supposed to be a bunch of like DLC boards and updated boards, and yeah. you never got it. You know, there's only five boards I think in the whole game. So uh, hopefully, they've been working on some. I like that. What Super Mario Party tell like should have been. Nintendo's game as a service where like, Oh, here's a holiday themed board. Here's like a Christmas board, right? Or a Hanukkah board or a Halloween board for October or, you know Uh. what I mean? Like that's the game that, Oh, we're going to release just one version of this game and we're going to just sell DLC for it. Like smash. That's what, that's what super Mario party should have been. Yes. It's not. Uh, so that game is rumored to be coming from, uh, uh, who, who did they say was working on this? I think Hal Labs is working on this, uh, along with, uh, shoot. Who, who's developing? Ed, tell me about, tell me how excited you are for Super Mario Party 2 while I look this up. (laughs) Um, 
I think it would be really cool. Uh, I kind of feel like as good as Super Mario Party was, I think... Indie Cube. The, I think they ended up moving the team away to do something else. And I think Nintendo was just like, you guys put out the product. That's good. We got to move you guys on because we need help being worked on something else. And they probably just like canceled the DLC plans for it. Yeah, uh, I wonder if but they I'll, canceled DL, the, their DLC plans in favor of a second game. Probably. Probably. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I misspoke. They are, it was developed by IndieCube, which is uh, a Nintendo internal studio that helps uh, with asset creation on Mario games and develops Mario Party. So, so and th- so that's probably what they did. They probably had to move the team to something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, also, Camelot is rumored to be making another Mario sports related title. Hopefully, it's Mario Golf. I hope it's Mario Golf. People are, are hoping for a Godisa gay. I know, but not for yeah. Camelot. Intelligence systems should be working on a Golden Sun game. Oh, or Monolith should be working on a Golden Sun game. Oh, no. <laughs> Why not? You don't want the Xenoblade team to make a Golden Sun RPG? No, 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 oh, no, man. no. You're crazy. Uh, Golden, Golden Sun has... There's something about Golden Sun and the way that game is designed. And, and Monolith Soft. As great as they are, I don't want them to touch it. I want them to do something else. Uh, I want them uh, to make Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Let's just, or Xenoblade Chronicles X2. Yes. Or make, do, no, or make them do. No. I want a Xenoblade RPG. game from them. I want Xenoblade it's from them. Uh, you can do a new RPG. <laughs> uh, also, rumored for this year is an unannounced Ubisoft collaboration, uh, which I'm going to dollars to donuts say that it's Mario and Rabbids 2. That, that's a given. I mean they'd be crazy not to do it. Yeah, I mean what else would they do? Right? Like I, I don't think it's gonna be look, Starlink was an interesting idea that didn't really pan out for them. I don't really know what else they would be doing other than that. Because that game was so good and so successful. Uh I can't see them really doing anything else. Yeah. So uh, also, last the last few rumored things here: uh, Nintendo Game Boy, uh, Nintendo Switch Online added to the online service with Super Nintendo and NES. I think that's a shoe in. Uh, Nintendo sixty four games. There's been positive and negative rumors surrounding that, and then an untitled Pokemon project for Switch this year. Excuse me. Wow. Uh, some people, some people worry that special three may be announced. No, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think I, it's a gonna, lot of people, a lot of people are speculating. I should say. I uh, because I saw of that, but they also said that they are are not making Splatoon three. So I I know what. It, let's see. It's on. It's that you're you're reading that Nintendo Life article, aren't you? I, I mean, I, yeah, I just seen it today, but I think it was a picture, a holiday picture or something. Yeah. I think they someone put up, and they were just like, where's this one, one person? And so that hit led to Splatoon 3. Uh, so people were thinking of. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, a. Uh, it's, it says, have a great 2020. 
and then in the water it says SOS, uh, which is something, I guess, from the Salmon Run mode or something. Save Our Salmons can just be about seen in the water. Uh, this is, if you want to read the article on Nintendo Life, we'll probably cover it next week a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there seems to be at least, they're, they're teasing some, I, I, I'm assuming it's going to be Splatoon 2 DLC for Salmon Run mode. Uh, yes. Is what I'm guessing. I don't think it's going to be a full-on Splatoon 3 yet. Uh, although, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount it. I would say. Uh, I wouldn't say we'll get it 2020, but their uh, Dragon Quest 12 has been in production. So it's a possibility that may come to Switch 21, 22. We don't know. I would say 2022. Uh, just just because like we just got Dragon Quest 11 and yes. this game's been in development for a while or for like a year. I would say probably 2022, uh, but you know, we'll see. We will. We will yeah. see. Uh, those are those are the rumored games for Switch right now. There's a, a few rumored ports that maybe we could uh, just hit on a little bit. Uh, Super Mario 3D World Deluxe uh, for for Switch, which I wouldn't mind playing through that game again. Say. Uh, the Wonderful 101 has been teased forever. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't mind playing that game again either. Uh, Vanquish uh, is rumored to be coming to Switch. Some of the, some was like rumored that it was gonna be Vanquish too. Uh, uh well I know they're they're re-releasing Bayonetta and Vanquish as a double pack. Uh, for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Yeah. And that's where that Vanquish rumor for Switch came in. Uh, digital only uh, version of Vanquish, which is fine. I would, I would, I think Vanquish is an interesting uh, idea. It's basically Japanese Gears of War, where you slide around on, on super, uh, like a super suit, and you heal by smoking cigarettes and, uh, it's an interesting game. It's cool. I, I highly recommend it. If you haven't played Vanquish, definitely one of those games you should check out if you're a shooter yes. fan. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns HD. I don't really think we need it, but it would be cool to see that game in HD because it's a, it's an, it's a fun Donkey Kong game. And then, of course, the two uh, missing HD Zelda games, which would be Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD from the Wii U. Everybody's hoping it's Wind Waker HD to come. Dude, I just want both of them. I don't care. I don't care what you do. Just give it to me. Uh, I think we'll probably get Mario Kart Die. Uh, we might get an Excite Bike crossover. Uh, with Mario Kart, who knows? Uh, I still think that the next Mario Kart's going to be a Nintendo Kart. I I think they're going to incorporate. Because we've already seen it in Mario Kart 8. I think they're going to have uh, characters from... Uh, like I think there's going to be Metroid characters. I think there's going to be more F-Zero characters. Because clearly they don't want to make an F-Zero. But, you know, we're going to see Metroid, Star Fox. I think we're going to see... The next Mario Kart's basically going to be the Smash Brothers of Mario Kart. 
where you're just going to see all these characters come in and, and race carts. It's still going to be called Mario Kart, but I think it's going to be called like Mario Kart World or Mario Kart Nintendo Land or something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I would. I can Dude, when the next Mario Kart comes out, you're going to lose me for about <laughs> three or four weeks. Uh, I lo- Dude, I love Mario Kart 8. I, it it really is good. It I really love, is good. I love Mario Kart 8. I wish there was more <laughs> DLC for it. But uh, All right, Ed, we're going to run through these major third-party games real quick. Uh, we are running longer than I expected. Not that I'm complaining, but... We're gonna. We're just gonna run through these, and uh, these are now. This isn't everything that's been confirmed. This is just uh, the major stuff that I thought was worth talking about, and uh, we'll go from there. So yes, uh, Oddworld Strangers Wrath HD, uh, I think, is worth talking about because uh, it is a really fun first-person shooter with interesting uh ammo mechanics and an interesting third person mode and one of the more interesting stories in in games i think uh it's just a fun kind of western bounty hunting game in the odd world universe and uh definitely think it's worth getting so i still have my original xbox copy <laughs> it's awesome uh any anything you want to talk about on odd, odd world ed Oh nope! Just wait for it to come up. It's not complete. I already pre-ordered that too, by the way. Uh, Darksiders Genesis, the top-down kind of twin-stick-ish shooter uh, in the Darksiders series. I'm. It's a prequel to the first game, and uh, you can switch between Strife and War on the fly, or play with a friend. So, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. It's a must-buy. I like- am. I am one of the Darksiders is one of those series that you just root for, you know? Yes. Like I, I, I realize that none of the games are like 10 out of tens. Right. But like, it's just one of those series you want to root for and see do well, because there, there's so much heart and passion behind like the characters and the story is just dumb comic book fun. And you can just tell like they have a passion for these characters even though they're like it's there even though it's dumb you know it they're engaging uh like they could they make you want to play more and more so you're having fun with them yeah and like the thing that's really interesting is each game is a different genre yes like the first game is is the first game is a zelda game right with with classic god of war combat i would call it uh yes the second game is a kind of a 3D Diablo-esque game where you're, like, collecting loot and going through these dungeons, right? Like, I, I, that's what I would kind of classify it as, you know? And then the, the uh, Darksiders 3 is definitely takes a lot of uh, inspiration from games like Bloodborne and Dark Souls and uh, kind of applies it to that uh, art style and stuff, which I really like the third game, especially after they patch it. I've recently been playing it for my backlog challenge. Uh, and then this one is a top down twin stick shooter. Like, you know, it's right. just, like the only game that's missing is that four player co-op game where 
it's basically going to become destiny at some point and everybody's just pretty play. much you're going to have a fire like a quote-unquote fire team of four people and each person's going to be a f- horseman of the apocalypse and you're going to start taking on the seven rings of hell and it's going to be a like a destiny style raid to take out these bosses of these seven rings i mean I, that's the game i would make if i was making a fourth dark siders game i don't know they did they did somebody in an interview did say that there if they when they make dark siders 4 it's going to be a shooter with strife so let's see how uh, that plays out i, I mean over the shoulder or like i th- i don't know if it's going to be a th- well honestly i think it, look at remnant from the ashes right which is the game from that team yes i bet it plays like that if it does yes the combat is, is the, like the shooter in there is really really good yeah I, I think if they if they lose the soul thing like the Dark Soul kind of genre. Lose yeah. that. It's just making a straight if action it, RPG kind of with guns. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm down for it. Like I, I think I think it'll be a little bit faster than than Remnant because Remnant is kind of like methodical and kind of you want to plan out your attacks and stuff, right? Yes. But I think if they, I think that that engine, I feel like Remnant is a proof of concept for what they want to do with the next Dark game. Yes, like I really do. And uh, if you add some fast, faster movements, I feel like this is going to sound weird. I think, I think that uh, darks, whatever the strife-focused game is going to be, is going to be the bloodborne of Remnant's Dark Souls, if that makes sense. Or like yeah. Remnant is more methodical and and slow-paced and and really kind of tactical whereas bloodborne and this strife game will reward you for being aggressive yeah but just don't have no stamina bar to it that's yeah no i i know i that's just i hope that made sense to people i was just kind of talking as i was thinking but uh man we talked a lot more about darksiders on this show than i thought we were going to (laughs) uh the next game doom eternal uh is scheduled for Q2 on Switch. Uh, I know it's coming out in March for the other two consoles, but it is scheduled for Q2 on Switch. And uh, I'm, I'm debating to push in the Xbox One version uh, a little bit later to until Switch come out. Man, look, I I think Bethesda needs a win right now. Uh, yeah, I uh, with this, I think Doom Eternal is going to be that win for them. Uh, Doom on the Switch ran well. I thought it was a gr- a good port of that game. I know a lot of people who love Doom will not be playing it on the Switch, but uh, it's probably where I'm going to be playing it because that's where I played the first one, and uh, I thought it played great. And uh, Wolfenstein 2 played great there. Uh, Youngblood, not so much, but I think Doom Eternal will. I think Doom Eternal will be a technical marvel on switch. <laughs> yes. Let's yes. I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh look, after seeing The Witcher 3 run on Switch uh which there's a demo at Best Buy of The Witcher on Switch. Watching that game run on Switch, 
there's no reason why no why any game is not on Switch now. Like I don't I, I Moving on. Trials of Mana uh, is coming to Switch, which is a action RPG. Uh, Ed, I know you're more into the Mana series than I am. Uh, yes. Uh, that'd be a game I will be buying, so... <laughs> that will be a game I will be buying. Riveting Review yes. by Edward Varno. Uh, yes. I think it looks cool. I just watched a trailer for it the other day. I think, as, as an action RPG fan, I think it looks fun. Uh, I will be checking it out for sure. Minecraft Dungeons. I don't really have anything to say about it except for it's Minecraft Diablo, pretty much. Uh, any thoughts on that, Ed? Uh, I'll probably... I'll probably check I'll probably it out on Game Pass. S- like, a lot of these yeah. games... Like, I don't know. I, I feel bad for saying this, but a lot of these games are going to be like... if it, When it comes to Game Pass, I'll play it there. Like... You know what I mean, and I feel bad for saying that, but uh, depending on what the price is, uh, I will pick it up. It, I think it it's really depends 40. on the price. I think it's forty. It's not full price. I know that. Uh, I think it's one of the games that I definitely would have to double dip, where mm-hmm. I had to buy for one and I had to buy for a Switch because I want to play it on one because I want to support Microsoft and their and their titles and I want to do it on Switch because it may be another game that when I'm on the road and I'm on the go and I feel like playing something like that I could pop it in to play it uh, but yeah, we'll see we'll see how that one goes uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga and another Lego game whatever, I don't have anything to say about it uh Gods and Gods and Monsters, the Ubisoft game. I need to see more at this point. I so. would like I would love to see more of this game because when I saw that trailer, it got me really excited. As a as an Assassin's Creed Odyssey fan and a Breath of the Wild fan, this looks like somebody just put that in a blender and was like, Here you go. Here you go. This is a game for you. And I said, Yes, please. So uh, and that depends if Ubisoft released any games to share. Yeah. Well, uh, well, they will. I think. I mean, let's see. What's next? What's next for them? Uh, they got the part. They they supposed to have the power ship gay. Uh, right. Skull and Bones. I forgot that that of, was happening. Yeah. Skull and Bones. Uh, Rainbow Gossip Six. Monsters. The Rainbow Six. Uh, new gay. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Star Stages. Did that bubble game come out with like all the Ubisoft top classic games coming together? Did that ever come out? I have no idea. I don't pay attention to mobile. Uh I don't know if that TV show was out or anything that they was that they showed. Uh but th- like there's for twenty twenty new division expansion coming. But that really don't count, you know. As for gays, gays, no, well, for do stuff, I know, but, it's, but still, yeah. it's still a big thing. And and a, break, a breakpoint yeah. expansion supposedly coming this year. Like, well, supposedly they're rebuilding that game. The uh, breakpoint. Supposedly they're taking all the loot stuff out of it. Uh, which we is shall see. Weird, uh, but you know, whatever. So Ubisoft has a huge slate of games that. Oh, Assassin's Creed, the the Norse one, the the Viking one. 
supposedly coming out this year. What that was Rupert? Yeah. Um, that will probably that will probably got pushed. Let me tell you, that's the first game I'm buying for Xbox One, Xbox Series X. I'm getting that new TV. First game I'm getting is Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Like, I mean, look, I have Game Pass, so I already I already have Hellblade and and Halo and Forza yeah. theoretically. Like, first game I'm really buying is Assassin's Creed. I love those new Assassin's Creed games. I love them. Oh, so good. All right, moving on. Empire of Sin, uh, uh, Romero Games, uh, kind of mobster, XCOM style game taking place in Chicago. Uh, you don't don't really have a lot to say about that. It's basically just mobster <laughs> XCOM, which I think a game just came out that was like that called uh, uh, what was it called? I forget what it was called, but it, it literally just came out last summer uh uh something something doctrine i don't don't remember i don't remember i'm sorry it's uh uh, rune factory 4 and rune factory 5 are both coming to switch this year yes which is that what kind of like a harvest moon-esque game yes Uh, are you excited for those yes i am seems like a weird time to bring those out when animal crossing is coming out Rule Factory is kind of low key, but they really are good. It's really kind of a, some kind of addictive kind of gameplay to it. So, yeah. Uh, Persona Five Scramble. Not really interested in that, <laughs> honestly. Uh, yeah, I'll go wait for a sale for that one. One I know Ed's really excited for is Streets of Rage Four. Of course, yes. Tell me about Streets uh, of Rage Four, Ed. It is a beat 'em up game. Uh, it seems that Axel Blaze and uh, uh, the one character from Shoot Some Rage One, it looked like they got the regular team back with some new characters. Uh, 2D beat 'em up, uh, different, like very clean artwork. Uh, the people who made the music for Street Race 2 is coming back to do this one. Uh, they got some really well-known people working on this game. Uh, how the soundtrack is going to sound is my only concern uh, about it. Of course, there's going to be different gameplay stuff, but my concern right now is the soundtrack. So hopefully the soundtrack is a banger. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will... Trust your opinion on Streets of Rage 4. Uh, no, if it's a good side-scrolling beat-em-up, I'll probably play it. Because I haven't played a good beat-em-up since Turtles in Time. hey uh, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. River City Girls is actually pretty good. I still need to buy that. Um, all right, next game on this list is Digimon Survive. Still a thing, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess. Yeah. So that's happening. And then uh, the Mega Man Zero and ZX Collection is also coming to Switch this year. So that's uh, those are the major third-party games confirmed for Switch. I know there's probably... What about Shate? Is that coming up this year? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, release dates. Whoops, 20, whoops 2020. Release dates. Uh, let's see if Game Informer's release schedule has any more interesting ones. 
that we can talk about before we wrap up. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remaster is coming this year. Oh yeah. Um, I think it just got delayed actually, which kind of sucks for some people, but you know it'll be all right. You guys will you guys will get over it. Um, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, which is something I'm interested in. Uh, kind of a, I would say a Mario plus Rabbids esque tactics game uh, set mm-hmm. in the Dark Crystal universe. I really like the Dark Crystal. I know it's kind of niche at this point, but I still need to yeah, watch. Yeah, did that. I ever? Did what? that ever come out? No, it's coming out on February 4th. Okay. Um, These are all games that are coming out this year. Um, Okay. Two Point Hospital is coming out, which is a kind of a sim sim game where you manage a hospital with some kind of hilarious aspects to it. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Looking at games on this list. Looking at games, looking at games, looking at games on this list. And everybody, we do have the indie world oh. and the, some of the indie games that came out for past years that haven't came out yet. So. Yeah, Axiom Verge 2 is coming to Switch this year, uh, which I'm really excited for Axiom Verge 2, by the way. Uh-huh. It looks awesome. I think, that, I, think, I think having that bright, light, blue art style really distinguishes itself from that the reds and purples and blacks of the first one yes like i really think that that does a lot for that to say hey look we're just uh we're really trying here it's uh i can't i can't wait for that game um gods and monsters talked about already oh uh hollow knight silk song is coming out to switch this year uh Hollow Knight, a lot of people liked. Uh, this game seems to be doing some interesting ter- things in terms of movement and uh, really kind of switching up the level design. So that's coming. Uh, let's see. Anything else interesting? Sorry, I know this is great radio. Uh, the, I wonder the, if the uh, creators of Hyperlight Drifter, I think they working on another new, game. Their new game is coming at some point. But uh, they haven't announced it. When, no, they when it did was. announce it. But uh, let me look for that. The Panzer Dragoon remake is coming out. Yes. What do you? Th- what do you? Are you familiar with uh, Panzer Dragoon at all? Yes, I am. So uh, Panzer Dragoon was uh shit about gay, kind of all, almost in the style of Star Fox for the Sega Saturn. Uh. They ended up losing the cult for it, uh, but was able to get some of it and make it for a PC. Uh, and then you had a Panzer Dragoon Order that came on the regular Xbox. And so this one that's coming to Switch and other platforms, uh, this is a remake of the first game. So they like redesigned the whole first game, added some stuff. Uh, so it's kind of like you for, you fly from point A to point B where you get to the boss. Uh, it's very linear, uh, and you just you on the dragon shooting stuff, and you got to dodge and get points and beat the enemy, beat the boss, and it's pretty much that. So yeah. uh, it's a well beloved game uh, for a lot of people. They a lot of people love the soundtrack and the flying and everything. It looked it very rough when it first came out. Because uh, it was on Sega Saturday. Uh, this one, I think some people got to play it 
a little bit and they found out that it was a little bit rough. Like some people weren't happy with it. So I think it got delayed because it was supposed to be out last month. Yeah. Uh, but it got delayed for them to work more onto it. I think that feedback that they got from letting people test it out uh, made them delay it uh, further down the line so they could tweak and fix stuff. Uh, Heart Machine's next game is called Solar Ash Kingdom, by the way. It's kind of a 3D8-esque take on the Hyperlight Drifter formula. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have a 2020 release, but it does have a trailer, and it looks awesome. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't know if they had announced their next game or anything. Mm-hmm. They had just came to my mind. Yeah. No, I, I forgot that the, I forgot all about it until you said something, so I'm glad you did because that game looks really looks like a strong contender for something that deserves some attention and I maybe they're just waiting until uh I think maybe they're waiting until they have more to show to kind of really let us dive deep into it. Uh-huh. Um let's see here. Skatebird uh I think that's that's really it in 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 terms of, you know, uh, NBA 2K21? I mean, that's not announced yet, but sure. Uh, but that's that's all we're going to cover on this episode. Like I said, we're going to talk about a lot of things after that first direct. Uh, I'm assuming within the next within the next month or so, we will have a direct to talk about. Uh, yes. I, I think Nintendo has a pretty strong 2020 already. In terms of you know mixing up their first party and third party, it's a it's a strong first half of the year. It's not their strongest first half, but you know of course this all goes without saying that the direct I'm sure will have a bunch of stuff coming. So uh, I mean I, I'm sure we'll have some sort of sports game. I'm sure we'll have some. Uh, I, I don't even know what to tell you to expect at this point because every time every time a direct pops up, there's something you know mind-boggling. You know, like when they announced Dark Souls was coming, when they announced Doom and Wolfenstein was were coming. Yeah. Uh, when they announced Bayonetta, like there's always something. There's always something <laughs> unexpected. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what do you what do you think of 2020, Ed? So far, I mean. I, I think we've got a really strong five months, uh, you know, from this month all the way up to up to May. I think we got a really strong five months for Nintendo Switch. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, planned announcements. Uh, I think a lot of people will have made their decisions or games for what they're going to get. Uh, and I think we're still going to get a lot of indies. Uh I think everybody's just gonna be watching Nintendo closely. Oh, what are you guys going to do to combat all uh, the other systems, or you know, to help you push more Switch uh, systems? Uh, so it's gonna be really good. I really love this list. It's about six hundred plus of dollars that I'll be spending on getting games and stuff. Just like the five games alone, uh, it's almost around three hundred from Nintendo. So, like. That's that's kind of good. So we shall see what the rest of the uh, what we have to what they're going to have to offer. And we yes, we did it really at uh, the cardboard uh, what, uh, but 
that's where Nintendo say anything about that. So, yeah, yeah. But I'm excited for it. Yeah. Another thing I I wouldn't be surprised that was announced this year is a new Labo. Is a new not only new Labo stuff but new Ring Fit stuff. Yeah. Um. So. Anyways, uh, this that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Power Block. I'm glad you guys all stuck around for this long uh, kind of overview of 2020. Remember, you can find Nintendo Power Block every Saturday on your podcast service of choice and on BossRushGames.com. Uh, rate us and review us on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast service you listen to us on. It really helps with discoverability. It really helps us grow, and uh, we are looking to do that, so... Uh, if you want to email the show for question block, we have a bunch of questions backed up for the last couple weeks because we uh, took off for the holiday. Uh, but if you want to email us, you can email us at nintendopowblock at gmail.com or look for our social media threads on Boss Rush Games. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at boss underscore rush underscore games. You can follow us on Instagram at Boss Rush Games and on Facebook at Boss Rush Games. Like our Facebook page, join our community. Uh, join our Discord, join our Xbox community, join our Destiny clan, something that uh, I want to start plugging on all the shows, even though Destiny is not on uh, Nintendo. You can join our clan. Ed, I sent you an invite. Thank you for not accepting the invite. Where? <laughs> a while ago. For uh, Destiny? Or, yeah. Or, or, or Xbox One? On, I thought I accepted it. You had to do it through the app. Or through, oh, the, through, the, through the website. Uh, Send it to me again so I can accept it. I thought I did. All right. Uh, all you have to do, there's a link on our, uh, on bossrushgames.com slash subscribe. You can, uh, you can join our Destiny clan there. Or if you go to bungie.net and go to the clan page, just search for Boss Rush Games. Uh, you can join our clan that way as well. Join our Discord, all that crap. Uh, there's all kinds of things that... <laughs> There's there's just so much to do. There's so much to do, Ed. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, in the next uh, couple weeks, we will be debuting our new podcasts, uh, 1v1, which will go up on the Boss Rush podcast feed, uh, our interview series that will go up every other week for content creators out there. If you're interested in being on that show, just send me a DM or email email uh, us at bossrushgamespro at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to have you on and just interview you about your stuff and what you like about games and stuff. So uh, that's debuting. And then uh, within the next month or so as well, standard definition is coming finally. Yes. So uh, you can check that out soon. Uh, I think that's it. Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that Venture Code. You can check Optional Opinion, SoundCloud, and other uh, podcasts. Um, and the backlog, I mean, the Bosh uh, Rush Gays Backlog Challenge is going to, is, has started. Uh, the rules and stuff will be up. Uh, I know I put some on Facebook on our community page, but there's going to be an official post on BoshRushGays.com that you guys can read because I've added some stuff uh, in case people want to uh you know, if they had questions and stuff. So I made some things a little more clarified on do, there. Do we have a prize announced for the end of the year for this? Um, or do we want to discuss that at a later date? That we'll discuss at the later date because 
I was supposed to for this year for you guys, for you and Jesse, you were supposed to play a game of my choice. Uh yeah, well I I lost that challenge real fast. Uh well, I, look you look, you guys should just be happy I bought Resident Evil 2. So Oh yes. That's... Well it, Jesse lost too. <laughs> so I'm telling you, Ed though, I'm gonna win this year. I'm gonna win yes. the boss rush challenge this year. Okay, so. we shall we we shall see. So uh, I will have everything up, so you guys can read it at brush, uh, bossrushgays dot com, uh, and I'm going to repost that uh, repost those rules on our community page because uh, there's some more, like I said, more stuff I added to clarify things. So hopefully, you guys who are watching this enjoy it with us. Nice. Uh. Wait, we you said where we can find you, right? At that retro code, right? At that retro code, yes. Yeah, we did that. Okay. Uh, you can find me at CoreyNHD713 on Twitter and Xbox. I changed my name to that, so it's easier for people to find me if you want to play with me. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Mixer at CoreyNHD. Uh, starting either next week or the week after, we will be doing our live shows on Mixer and Twitch. Uh and our YouTube page. So you can finally see us live there. Uh, hopefully I can get everything situated and ready to go. So you can find us at uh, twitch.tv slash boss rush games live and mixer.com slash boss rush games live. You can watch our live shows there. I'm aiming for next week. It might be in two weeks, but very exciting stuff there as well. So uh, sorry that these outros are so long. I just, there's a lot to cover and, uh, getting back into the swing of things. Just exciting. 2020 is going to be very exciting for sure. Uh, Ed, any, anything else? Did we get everything? We got everything. I can't wait to see the next direct. Can't wait for E3. It's a big year for 2020 for Boss Rush Games. It's a lot coming. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you continue continue to support us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. And uh, remember that Boss Rush Games, uh, you should play games and be better. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Woohoo!